The Honda HRV, CRV, Pilot, Passport, and Ridgeline. They all have one thing in common. They never back off from a challenge. Available with all-wheel drive, the Honda SUV lineup has the performance you can count on and the capability to amaze. That's why we're America's most loved auto brand. Twenty twenty one American Customer Satisfaction Index ACSI survey of customers rating the performance of their own automobiles. Hey, and welcome to the short stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and Jerry's pretending that she's Dave C right now, and that makes this a short stuff about Chuck Goosebumps. All those R.L. Stein fans out there are going to be very <laughs> disappointed in a second. Those were below my age range. Same here. Those came along after we left, right? After we yeah. left childhood. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, but I have to say, if you've been on Netflix and you're looking for something scary slashery to watch, but that's also really smart, that same dude came up with something called Fear Street. Okay. Um, it's a three-part series, really, really well done. Um, and it is not meant for kids at all. Like, it is super gory, super graphic. Just, it's, like, it's almost like R.L. Stein was like, I'm so sick of writing for kids. And then just went the opposite direction. So it's definitely worth watching. And he went on a murder spree? Yeah, pretty much, man. It's really good. They shot some of those goosebumps in right around our neighborhoods. Oh, that's great, man. Did you sell them um, uh, Bloody Caesars? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> so let's start talking about goosebumps, the real goosebumps. Um which is also known as pilo erection. Well, I guess somebody had to say it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, nothing funny about that word, though, right? <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, goosebumps are obviously an evolutionary holdover. And I can't believe we haven't talked about this before. We but have. We have we in, just in some random uh, ep? I think it's either that or we did like a video explainer on it or something. Ah, okay. I know I did a Don't Be Dumb, but that's not that's not it. You and I have talked about it before, too. All right. Well, should we just tell people to go watch Don't Be Dumb and sign off? No, no, no. Because this, this can be way better than that Don't Be Dumb. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Goosebumps are an evolutionary holdover. Uh, and, you know, sort of the – and I think a lot of people know this, but one of the things that happens when you get Goosebumps is – uh, ideally, you have little tiny hair standing on end. Yeah. Um, you can also get goosebumps where there is no hair. But again, evolutionary holdover from when we were all much more furry individuals. And you call it pilo erection, and that's because it is uh, the pilo erector muscles mm -hmm. that are contracting and making, uh, if you do have hair, stand on end, and tuk-tuk when you had much more hair, stand on end. Yeah, or like you said, if you don't have hair, it's just like this kind of raised. You look like a plucked goose in that that um, area, which I it's just realized is why they call it goosebumps. <laughs> you didn't know that? Are you kidding? I, it was one of those things. Like I just never stopped and thought about it. I've heard people say chicken skin too. Yeah, that makes total sense as well. But so the the second function you mentioned, the first one is to keep us warm. The second one was that if we were scared back in the day when we had a lot more hair. Or let's say other animals that um, get goosebumps, um, it, and it makes their hair stand on end. It makes them appear bigger to a predator. So it's a fight or flight response, which is appropriate because it's part of the sympathetic nervous system. Goosebumps are, but Chuck, there's something really unique about goosebumps, as far as sympathetic nervous system stuff goes. It's from what anyone can tell, the only 
sympathetic nervous response that can be consciously controlled. It's extremely rare, but they found that some people can give themselves goosebumps. It's pretty awesome. It's yeah, a good talent. It, it totally uh, is. As far as the you know the evolutionary holdover, uh, I don't think we said that it keeps us warm because it raises that hair up, and what happens is air gets trapped in that space between. Right. As uh, Dave Matthews would say. Oh, Isn't that man. Dave Matthews? Why would you do that to everybody? <laughs> I don't even like Dave Matthews. I'm not even sure how I know that song. Uh, well, I mean, he's he's got a few hits under his belt for sure. I guess that's one of them. Uh, so that'll help keep you warm. And as far as the puffing up to f- appear bigger, like you still see this all over the place in the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not a, a, your, a dog barges in on your cat and your cat puffs puffs up. It's always funny looking when a cat puffs that tail and body up. For sure. To try to appear, you know, like half an inch bigger than they really are all over. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's not just cats. You see all kinds of animals that'll, that'll puff up their fur or feathers because birds do kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And the whole thing is, is like, leave me alone. I'm way bigger than you thought. Run away. Just don't even test me, right? Yeah, but don't think a, about it, buddy. So that makes them totally useless in humans, like, because we don't have enough hair to warm ourselves and we don't have enough hair to appear any bigger. Right. So like you said— kept calling it an evolutionary holdover. But what's really interesting about goosebumps is somehow, some way, along the way, as humans developed more and more consciousness and intelligence and uh, our brains just kept evolving, something happened to where our goosebump response got Mm -hmm. hijacked when we hear certain emotionally evocative things. Yeah. Like if you've ever been at a live concert and gotten chills because something was so overwhelming emotionally. Yeah, like the dude from Boston like just really delivered an amazing <laughs> drum solo. Uh wow, okay. I didn't that's funny out of all the uh people in Boston, I didn't see going toward the drummer. Oh, but. he had the greatest afro of all time. <laughs> oh, the the original guy? Yeah, Barry, I think. Yeah, oh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, he had a fantastic afro. You're Do you right. know all those guys went to MIT? Uh, I didn't know all of them did. I know Tom Schultz did. I'm pretty sure all of them did. Because uh, Schultz was the guitar genius who kind of built a bunch of equipment along the way mm-hmm. and very mm-hmm. technically minded guy. Yeah, for sure. And very kind of creepy and sad what happened to the lead singer. Oh, I don't know about that. You'll have to tell me um, later on. Yeah, yeah. This is a shorty, so you can just Google that if you're interested, people. So should we take a break, I guess? Yeah, sure. I think we kind of build up a cliffhanger. Like, why? what happened? Like, what? how did our... Our, our goosebumps get hijacked for when something emotional happened, specifically when we're at a live concert watching Boston. Yeah, and did they all go to MIT? We'll find all this out right <laughs> after this. The Honda HRV, CRV, Pilot, Passport, and Ridgeline, they all have one thing in common. They never back off from a challenge. Available with all-wheel drive, the Honda SUV lineup has the performance you can count on and the capability to amaze. That's why we're America's most loved auto brand. Twenty Twenty One American Customer Satisfaction Index (ACSI) survey of customers rating the performance of their own automobiles. Come unwrap some holiday magic this season in Denver, where the lights are brighter and the shopping is grander. 
the shows are more spectacular, the trees taller, the festivities merrier. So come for your holiday traditions or make some new ones with your friends and family in the Mile High City, where the season feels a whole lot more wonderful. Discover great hotels and more things to do at milehighholidays.com. All right, so there's a guy. Uh, well, there have been a few studies about this before we get to the guy. There was a study in January 2011 in biological psychology. And a big shout out to Jennifer Walker Journey of HowStuffWorks.com mm-hmm. for the help with this. But uh, they did a test where they basically said, hey, let's see what kind of goosebumps, uh, what they called subjective chills, we could get out of people if we sit them down and introduce them or at least let them hear certain musics. Right. And they chose a couple. I'm sure they chose a bunch, but the two highlighted here are Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On, mm-hmm. and they call it a chill ratio of 50% and a pilo or pilo erection ratio of 14%. So four, like goosebumps of 14%. Not, not bad. 14% of the participants got goosebumps listening to that song, right? I think that's what that means. Yeah, but what's next? What's next is it's not even fair. They brought out the big guns, <laughs> and they dropped Purple Rain on everybody. Yeah, not bad. And unsurprisingly, Purple Rain scored a 100% chill ratio. Every single person in that study listening to Purple Rain had shivers up and down their spine. Yeah. And half got goosebumps. And I can tell you the exact moment in that song when everyone oh, yeah. got chills and goosebumps. <laughs> when Prince starts wailing at the end. Honey, I know, I know, I know. Um, vocally wailing or guitar wailing? Vocally wailing. Yeah, yeah. When he comes in and joins like his guitar, and it actually, it, it just kind of comes out of nowhere, but it fits so perfectly, and yeah. that actually really jibes with research that a lot of um, a lot of the things that give us goosebumps or chills down our spine are when some sort of solo vocal or instrument emerges from a more complex musical background and. That's about as good an example of that as you're going to find. Yeah, and that to me is like a really cool thing is uh, there's this guy named Mitchell Culver who uh, I don't know if How Stuff Works got in touch with him. They used to do interviews and stuff. But he was an instructor, may still be at Utah State University. And he studied a lot of this stuff and basically said, you know, you have – and he put it very simplistically by saying like you have two brains essentially Mm – but he, he broke it down into thinking like you have your sort of emotional brain and then your sort of rational thinking brain. Right. And your emotional brain is still that sort of, uh, you know, evolutionarily wired tuk-tuk brain. And it's it's still, you know, even though we're walking around in modern society, it's still sort of always aware and looking out for anything that might be a bad thing for you, whether it's a threat or a hole in the sidewalk. Or like you, when you were a kid, you'd walk into a room and identify the weapons like you were Jason Bourne right. or something like that. <laughs> right. So the thing is, is, while you're constantly looking for those threats, um, eventually you find one once in a while or you think you do um, because we're still wired to be worried about the, the original threats that were a problem for humans and then our animal ancestors. So very often when we see something, we're startled or we, or we perceive it as a threat with our emotional brain. After a beat or so, when our um, thinking brain 
uh, our more evolved conscious brain comes in and analyzes situations like, calm down, calm down, that's not even a threat. And that after that point, there's a, a tension that was built up that's now released, and it usually kind of feels pretty good. So Culver has linked that to why we would get goosebumps or the chills with music. And I think it's a good theory. My problem with this, at least in this article, is it's presented as if, like, this is done. We've done all the research, and this is the answer mm-hmm. we, we know now. And that's absolutely not the case. Like, this is a, this is a theory. It's a hypothesis. It's a good one, but it's not, it's not that's it. Like, everyone just agrees that that's what's going on. No, I completely agree. Um, and, you know, you mentioned the fact that, like, a, a sort of harmonies coming out of nowhere mm-hmm. or when Prince's voice melds with that uh, guitar solo or something, that is sort of the unexpected thing that can draw the, or I guess, build a bridge between the two brains Right. as far as Culver's concerned. Uh, and the key of it all, though, is in, in modern humans, like getting those pleasurable goosebumps and not because you're like afraid or something is because you actually get a dopamine hit when you're getting that aesthetic uh, set of goosebumps. Yes, but Culver and people who subscribe to his hypothesis, I think, are putting like the cart before the horse because they're saying you, when your brain resolves that it's not actually an issue, you get right. a dump of dopamine. I think the dopamine comes from something else. I don't think that's necessarily what it is because I think you can be surprised and startled and then, you know, realize you you were, you know, that that's actually not a deadly spider. It's a Fisher-Price little person. You right. don't get like some <laughs> dump of dopamine over that. Um, True. So I think that there's something else to it. And it seems to be specifically coming from, uh, a, again, an emotionally evocative song or scene in a movie or something like that. And it has to be yeah. a certain kind of emotion, too. Anger doesn't necessarily do it. It's usually something sad or something deeply, like, romantic or something really hopeful. Just something something that's not, like, just, like, negative through and through. Interesting, because I feel like I get chill bumps, like, in a movie more when it's, like, sort of a chilling reveal of something. Okay. Where I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's what was going on, that kind of thing. Okay, well, that would definitely jive with Culver's hypothesis that it's that you anticipate one thing or your brain thinks of one thing. When it changes, your your emotional brain gets scared. Oh, it's a threat. Because as he points out, like our, our emotional brain, there's no such thing as a pleasant surprise to it. And so when it gets startled, we're afraid. And then our right. thinking brain comes in and is like, no, no, it's beautiful music. Um Again, it's a good hypothesis. I don't necessarily subscribe to the whole thing, but sure. it, it doesn't seem like he's just, you know, pulled this out of his hat and, like, th- that's it. Like, he's definitely tested it and written papers on it and all of that. Yeah. It's just not settled, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Like, I saw another um, another hypothesis by a guy um, named Jock, J-A-K, Ponskep, um, which okay. is a wonderful name. And they wrote a study in 2011, and their hypothesis was that um, the, that solo voice, like Prince wailing at the end of, of Purple Rain or like a, a really great, you know, oboe solo emerging out of nowhere, because who's expecting <laughs> yeah. that, right? Nobody. That, that it mimics a separation call and that it triggers that sense of loss that, um, that is just completely ingrained in us from the, you know, millions of years of natural history that we're attuned to listen out for that. And that that's what's, what's triggering that, that chill or that response. I like that. I like that one too. I think I'm out. 
Oh, yeah? Are you on the Jock Ponskep train? <laughs> yeah, I think so. i got nothing more. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, great. All right, well, then that's it for short stuff, okay? We're out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.